Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. Hey, sister friends, have you ever felt invisible or how about just not worthy or not enough? I think we all have. So whether you're feeling that way today or have felt that way in the past, I hope you'll tune in for today's mini Bible study where we're going to look at a lady who felt just that way. I love it when God comes right in to the smack dab middle of my Bible study in the middle of my day and says, Ooh, you need to sit up and pay attention to this. This one's important. And it's the feeling of worthiness. I've been struggling with that. And you think you've peeled all the layers of your onion off and you've dealt with all your issues. And then one pops its head up and then scripture just screams at you and resonates. And I want to talk to you today just real quickly about the woman who had the issue of blood that was healed. Now, this is a woman that felt invisible, unseen, unworthy, at her wit's end. She had tried everything and she was desperate. Is that speaking to somebody today? Somehow I kind of feel like it has to be. Her story is told in three of the four Gospels. So if you've been on a your Christian journey for very long, you know that the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John leaves the story out, but it's recorded in Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 to 22, Mark, chapter 5, verses 25 to 34, and in Luke, chapter 8, verses 43 to 48. We're going to chat about her for just a second, and then another sister friend of hers in the Old Testament that I think will maybe hopefully give us some instruction and hope and a way to go. So if you'll just indulge me, I'm going to read to you from the Gospel of Mark. It's Mark 5, 25. Now a woman had a hemorrhage for 12 years. And had endured much at the hands of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garment, I'll get well. And immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her bones, and she was healed of her affliction. Immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had proceeded from him and gone forth, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said, You see all these people pressing in around you, and you say, Who touched me? But he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, I don't know if this resonates with any of you guys or not, but she had spent everything she had. She had gone to the best doctors, and they were able to do nothing. And in this little section here, we see that she knew something had happened, 
Jesus knew something had happened, but they knew the other people around didn't have a clue. And sometimes that's how it is when we're dealing with our issues. We know we have a problem. Jesus knows we have a problem, but other people don't have a clue. And when we suppress that and push that down, or we listen to the lies of Satan and to the world that marginalize us and push us aside and make us feel like our voice is not important or that we're not worthy, that we could never be forgiven for our past, that we have too much shame going on, that there's no way anybody can love us. I just want this to be an encouragement to you today that that is from the pit of hell. Those are lies you do not have to believe any longer. Like you would take off a winter coat or a raincoat when you come out of the rain and into the dry. That's the stepping into the presence of the precious Lord Jesus. His promises are yes and amen, and they are true. And they are for us, and they are for our healing. Now, this woman, if we look at her, she believed. She had faith, and she knew if she could get just close enough to touch him, she wouldn't bother him, but if she could just get close enough to touch him, that she would be healed. What kind of faith is that? And then Jesus, it says, he knew. He knew the moment that power went from him that a person of great faith was in his presence. And he does something in this in this little passage that he doesn't do anywhere else in scripture except after the cross to you and I. He turns around and he says to her, daughter, daughter, he didn't just let the power go and pretend like it didn't happen so that she could slink back to her house and not say anything new. He did not do that. He turned around, he identified with her He called her out and he claimed her as his own. He gave her back her place in the family, her right standing in society. And that's the only place and only woman we hear him calling daughter. And he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Isn't that cool? So she knew, he knew, they did not know. They said, poo poo, badoo, there is no one here. All these people are touching you. And Jesus says, "Mm, no, my girl right there, my daughter, she's been healed. I just love that story. It is one that when I'm feeling invisible, when I'm feeling like I don't matter and it's not, I'm not important to God or anybody else. He says, yeah, not so much. Believe the truth. Now, here's another one you can write on your scripture cards to carry along that I just love. Matthew 10 verses 29 to 32 are not two sparrows sold for a cent and yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father but the very hairs on your head are all numbered so do not fear you are more valuable than sparrows so if you're feeling like you're not worthy like you're a person of no worth that you could never be forgiven well let me just exclaim to you proclaim to you and tell you very clearly There is not one sin in your past. There is nothing that you have done that is so bad that our great, good, and glorious God did not cover it on the cross once and forever. He has taken care of that sin. So don't let the sin of shame and disbelief bind you anymore. You proclaim that truth, sister. You claim it for yourself and you go forward. And then I want to share one other girl. She was mistreated. She was a slave. And she was beautiful. And she was a slave of a very influential and powerful woman. Now, this influential and powerful woman couldn't get pregnant. And in those days, enslaved peoples were considered the property of the person that was enslaving them. So in this case, we're talking about Abraham, Sarah, and and Hagar. Back in the book of Genesis, in the book of Genesis, 
chapter 16, and the story starts that Sarah is old. God has promised her a child. It hasn't come to be. So she just decides she's going to take things in her own hands. And she's going to fix this because God obviously needs her help. Okay, again, God never needs our help. So ladies, if you're listening to that lie, please put it to the curb. Just kick it right to the curb. God does not need our help. He desires our help. He desires us to come along with his plans, but he does not need our our help. And so Sarah actually is the one who suggests to Abraham, why don't you go take Hagar as your wife? She'll give you a child and then that child will be mine. You all know any love triangle like that, that it will come to no good. Abraham doesn't want to get involved in the squabble. Sarah's extremely jealous, and so she starts to really abuse Hagar, so Hagar runs away, and she is in the wilderness, and I'm in verse 7. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, and he says to her, Hagar, Sarah's maid. Notice he calls her by her name. She did not introduce herself. Where have you come from, and where are you going? And she says, I'm fleeing the presence of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angel of the Lord says to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. And if you go on down, she, he names the son Ishmael to verse 13. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God who sees. And that's the name that she's given him is where we get, this is the first time that God names himself as El Roy in the scripture. El Roy means the God who sees. Have I even remained alive here after seeing him? God sees us. We are not invisible. We are not a nobody in the kingdom of God, and we are precious and important. We are made in his image, and we are chosen before the foundation of the world. And sisters, I just want to tell you too, not only are we seen, we are known. God knows us, and he calls us daughter. He calls us his own. So girls, I want to encourage you today that my daughter gave me a bracelet as I started this podcast and we actually started working together. So she sent me a bracelet because frequently learning all the technology and to be quite honest, I'm not the youngest chicken in the in the chicken yard, right? But but it says, whenever you feel overwhelmed, remember whose daughter you are and straighten your crown. So I want to share that with you today, and I just want to encourage you, if you feel invisible, if you feel like you're not being seen and you're not known, that you've been pushed aside to the edge and your voice has been silenced, let me tell you today with yes and amen promises of the surety of Scripture, not only are you seen, you are known, you are loved, you are called. You have gifts and talents that I believe are given to you specifically for the building up of the kingdom, and only you have those gifts. So I want to exhort you and encourage you to step into your gifting, step into your calling, step into your greatness and power, and step into the truth of who who you are. And I would love for you, as your call to action, let me know if you're in need of prayer. If you're in a hard place, if this is you, it would be my privilege to lift you up. And I just want you to know you are never alone, sister. And if you DM me and my, um, over at Kathy Lanham on Instagram, I'm the one that'll answer and I'll, I'm the one that'll see your request. So you're not alone. And today I want you to rejoice in that. Have a great day. Go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, take care. Hey guys, 
Real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.